Let me tell you a story, podcast number 145. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Call me Ishmael. It was the age of wisdom. Some years ago, never mind it how long it was. You don't know about me without you. Welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story with your hosts, Steve and Becky Lyles. Settle back into your seat, step onto your favorite fitness machine, or lace up your walking shoes, and enjoy stories from a variety of genres and authors. Hi, I'm Steve. Hi, this is Becky. Welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story. This is a special podcast for Steve and me because we have family members with us. Steve's brother Don and his wife Karen are avid ocean cruisers. If that's the right word, they can correct me. We've never been on a cruise. Steve and I have never been on a cruise. So we have lots of questions for them. And whether you've been on a cruise or two or never have gone on one, I think you'll enjoy our conversation. So welcome, Karen and Don. Hi. Howdy. Well, let's get started with... How did you get the cruising bug? Well, I will say that it's because of my parents. Uh, my mm. dad and my uh, stepmom uh, loved to cruise, and it was one of the things that they could do. And so when we would go down and visit them in Los Angeles, they would share with us their latest cruise and what they were looking forward to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your very first cruise. Okay, well, I'll start and I'll let Don pick up. Our very first cruise was one that we found out that my parents were going to be on. And we had never cruised with our parents, and we were very excited to go on it. And it was going to their favorite cruise place, which was Alaska. So we booked our cruise and got to be put into a wonderful balcony cabin, which is not what we usually do. And we left... Seattle and spent like a day and a half cruising as fast as they could up the Pacific. And then all of a sudden it was sunrise and we cruised into Ketchikan and we were watching all these people eating breakfast as we sat there eating our breakfast (laughs) and they waved at us and we waved at them. (laughs) <laughs> so they were sitting in restaurants on the... No, in their own homes. Oh, in their homes. Oh. It was really kind of fun. We were on our balcony and watching because we were just stunned because we'd never been on a cruise and never been to Alaska. Ah, wow. And that maybe I shouldn't ask how many years ago that was. <laughs> that was in 2009. Oh, okay. Where have you gone? We've gone four times total to, to Alaska and mainly the same ports. And then we've uh, been a number of times to Mexico, and uh, they've been different ports. And then we went from New York, we went down to the Caribbean and went almost to South America. One of my goals was to get to South America. We could see it, but we <laughs> couldn't get to it. And, um, and then back into um, Miami. And then the last and biggest was we left um, Fort Lauderdale, (laughs) thank you, and we went straight through to Panama Canal and then spent 
two weeks coming up the Pacific coast to a number of ports we had never been to, one of which I really want to go back and visit, but I have no idea how to pronounce the name. And what country is that in? It was in the very southern tip of Mexico hmm. on the Pacific side. We've also been up the east coast of the United States up into Canada. Mm. And we've also taken a cruise out of Vancouver around the Hawaiian Islands and back. We've done a total of 16 cruises. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know it was that many. <laughs> so what is your very favorite cruise? Oh, going through the Panama Canal. There's just nothing like going through the Panama Canal. It was absolutely amazing. It was our bucket list cruise and we uh, got to do it for our 50th wedding anniversary. Ah. <laughs> wow. So what was so special about that cruise? I know it's longer, it sounds like. It might have been your longest one, but why was that different? Well, number one, we finally made it to South America. <laughs> and we went to Cartagena. And Cartagena is a lot like going to Europe. It has the big brick buildings and they're 400 years old. Hmm. And it was a beautiful place. I wouldn't mind at all going back when it's not quite so hot mm. and really enjoy and see the place. Um, and a lot of the reason we went there was because they were lining themselves up to go through the Panama Canal. And so once we left there, eight hours later, we were in the Panama Canal. Yeah, you hear about the Panama Canal, I don't know, my whole life. And it was amazing. It really was. And they do a lot of educational things on the cruise ship to uh, really prepare you for these things. And so you know what you're looking at. You got to hear about how the Panama Canal was built, hmm. which is unbelievable. And so when you're actually going through the Panama Canal, you can look on either side and you can see what kind of work it had to have taken to get to that point and how long it took to build it. And it was a big project that... Uh, was it uh, President Roosevelt wanted? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And how long did it take? <laughs> I think it was eight years total from beginning to end, and it was a major For the project. United States. For the United States, yes. It had been started before the United States, and then the United oh. States took over. One of the things that I found fascinating was as we were going through, they showed this little side on the, on the right side, and it was a little narrow thing, and that was where the French had started. And they said, no, we're going to go a different way. And so they built it, and then we got to see the new, wider one. And it was, uh, we were a 1,000-foot ship, and there was a 1,000-foot ship in front of us. But between us were two individual-owned ships that were like, 25 or 40 feet long, something like that. They were so small, you, you could hardly see them. But they were between us, all on these locks going up and down. Mm. And, you know, people were coming out and waving. And it, it was just, you can't do that without just doing it. <laughs> so how long does it take to go through the Panama Canal? Well, we did the full day... Um, the full, the full transit is what they call it. And it takes a full day to go through. And everything is very timed out. You have to be at the beginning of the locks at a certain time uh, in order to go through. 
and the water has to be at a certain level for you to be able to go through the locks. So there's just a lot involved and yeah, mm. it took us all day and we loved every moment of it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> But when you're on a cruise, do you go by yourselves and uh, is it easy to make friends? There are lots of people. How many people are on these boats? They are from around 2,500 to over 7,500. And we found that the 2,500 member, you know, people was a lot more fun. And we tend to like the smaller ship better. Um, I don't know that we've ever been on a cruise by ourselves. We've always traveled um, with either family or our friends, Chris and Sherry. And it's easy to make friends on a cruise as well. So how do you do that? Do you just walk up and say, hi, I'm from <laughs> Idaho? Well, you, you eat meals uh, around tables and sometimes you're by yourself, but most of the time you've got several other families you start talking like where are you from where are you from and everybody starts talking and there was one sh uh, one the reason they were on the ship was because their house had burned down <gasps> and rather than just going to a motel they decided to travel the world on, <laughs> on a ship wow. and we got to meet them then this on this last cruise we had three weeks and the first day we ran across a family. Yeah, we, we met a, a couple, because we tend to go to breakfast uh, by ourselves and then make sure we sit with people we don't know. And uh, so we met right off the bat um, some, some friends, Janelle and Bob, and they remained our friends throughout the cruise up until they got off in San Diego. And so we had breakfast every day with them, mm. sometimes with other people joining us, sometimes just the, two, the four of us. But we had never met them before. Uh. Our first morning breakfast. <laughs> However, Bob and Janelle, we stay up with on a regular basis and send pictures back and forth. So I've heard there are lots of things to do on a cruise. Uh, what are some of those things? What do you enjoy? Do you dive off the side into the ocean and that's your swimming pool? <laughs> no, that would be several hundred feet. <laughs> it's well over a hundred feet from the deck that you can go out on to the water and I heard somewhere anything over 78 feet will break you. <laughs> so no, you don't dive in. And actually, I don't think we've ever gotten in the water. I have, he has not. <laughs> we, we have had um, several, um, we've been in the hot tub a couple of times, but I actually on our last cruise went up and got into the a pool because it was so hot. We, when we were going through the Panama Canal where we were at, it was only nine degrees from the equator. So getting into a cool pool sounded really good. Mm -hmm. There are yeah. lots of other things to do, however, on the cruise ship. There's, uh, we, we tend to like to do the trivia games with our friends. Um, my brothers, we went on a cruise with them and they are excellent at music. And so they just brought the rest of us along that weren't that good at music, but they won. So <laughs> uh, we, we, we did add at least one answer to with the trivia cruise, <laughs> the trivia one, but they're really good at music. In fact, they'll do the karaoke, which is another thing oh. you can do on a cruise ship. I won't do the karaoke. <laughs> so how about concerts? The concerts are, there's always two or three of them. So it's usually 7.30 or 8.30 at night. There's usually two of them because, to fit everybody into the auditorium. 
they're fun. They're, they're good. Some of them have been better than some of the professional things that I have been. Huh. And uh, they're, you just sit there for 45 minutes and you're enthralled. So one of the things we haven't talked about is, and one of the things that got us interested was every ship means something else. So if you're on a princess, they will have certain things that they do and are good at, and they don't necessarily have tea at three o'clock, where if you're on other ships, they make a huge deal about tea at three o'clock and they'll have several hundred people in a certain part of the ship and they'll have tea and crumpets and they'll have all kinds of things to eat. And some of them have huge tables of food and others of them just give you these little things that you put on each table. But each cruise line has their own unique flavor of doing cruising. Yes, some of them have a lot more things aimed at children Hmm. and have big water slides and those kinds of things, which I always go on the water slides. And some of them are more uh, aimed at older people, a lot more educational things on them. We enjoy shuffleboard. (laughs) Yeah, well, they all have shuffleboard amazingly. (laughs) And they all have um, a sports deck. So if you're wanting to do some kind of sports, you can do that. They all have some kind of a mini golf setup. Uh, They all have a ping pong setup somewhere. uh, And they all have a walking or running track. Hmm. One of the things that we do when we go on a Holland America ship, they always have during your uh, the course of your cruise a um, on deck for a cause and so you do a 5k and you pay to be a part of it of course and you get a t-shirt that says on deck for the cruise and you walk with everybody and they uh, and that goes for a particular cause our first one went towards uh, cancer research this last one went for help in Ukrainian war for the Ukraine refugees was this last one. It's always fun to do and you meet lots of people as you're walking around. Oh, yeah. So do they have, uh, speaking of the sports, do they have fitness classes like spinning or yoga or whatever? As far as I know, all of the cruise ships have a good uh, gymnasium that you could go into and they all have treadmills, they all have stepping machines, bikes, uh, but they also have, uh, almost all of them have stretching classes in the morning. Some of the, oh, nice. some of them have Zumba classes during the day. Mm. Just a lot of fun things to try and stay fit. Nice. I have a friend who, um, for probably about a year, she Road, I don't remember which uh, cruise line, um, as a writing instructor. So she taught writing classes. Just, what else is available? There are lots of theme ones. On the last one that we were on, they had a quilting thing <laughs> going. It was the coolest thing, and theirs was a mystery quilt. And so before they, uh, when they signed up to go on the cruise for the quilting thing, they had to pick two colors, a light color and a dark color. They had no idea what they were going to be quilting, and each day they were given a clue. And so (laughs) they, along with us, got to see the finished product when they were done. And they welcomed us all in to take a look as we went through the thing. The the cruise line 
through some company provides the quilting machines uh, during that time. People can buy them if they want to from them. Hmm. They So they just have to bring themselves. Huh. Sounds like fun. There was uh, one cruise that we were on where somebody that had just left IBM or was still employed by IBM who came on and taught us how to use one of the programs. And they did that. They had like three or four sessions in seven days. Mm -hmm. And you would go to it and they had all these computers sitting there and you'd sit there and they would say, now do this, do that. And you learned how to use a program Mm -hmm. while you were sitting there going 20 miles an hour across the water. (laughs) Interesting. So have you ever done one of those that, I don't know, famous preachers or some famous person is get, gathers all his followers? And celebrity. Celebrity, yes. No, we have never done one that was that way where it had a, a particular theme or a particular group, like a music crew, group, a cruise with certain musicians. We've never done that. So, so you, you prefer more of the, uh, having a choice, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yes, we do. We enjoy the, the choice and picking and doing whatever we want. But like on the Panama Canal cruise, we knew we'd probably never visit those ports again. So we made sure that we looked ahead of time and uh, did a lot of research and then picked a shore excursion for each one. Yeah, tell us more about shore excursion. This should be your question anyway, I'm doing all the talking. I I would repeat it, but I don't know what scores are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm. Ask about shore excursions. Oh, that's not what it was. <laughs> okay, start laughing. <laughs> Tell us about some short excursions. Well, they weren't all short, but shore excursions are quite fun. They're very educational. Our, probably my favorite one that we have done for a while was when we got to go on this last cruise ship into El Salvador. We were like first cruise ship since COVID and probably in quite a while that got to go into El Salvador. And they were very excited to see us. And they had lots of excursions um, worked out for us. And Holland America works on those through the people as does any of the other uh, cruise lines. And um, they have all the buses out there waiting and you get off, you know, when you're supposed to get off. But they had flags and flowers and arches and people everywhere ready to greet us. There were all sorts of cameras going because this was as obviously as big a deal for them as it was for us. And they had lots of pictures going on and lots of checking of our documentation too. Mm. So, uh, which was unusual for most of them because it's, once you're at that port, you know, that they know you're supposed to be there. But we got onto our bus and we did this short excursion and it went to the most amazing place. It was actually a chocolate farm. <laughs> and I, oh. I didn't pick it, Sherry picked it. She wants to see how it was done and we had a good time. and. The tour guide was great, took us all the way up there. And then as soon as we got off at this um, place, they took over the people at 
this chocolate place, Cacao. And they told us all about making it, walked us through their whole farm, uh, just did some amazing things. And they did it in English. Oh. We, we didn't have to translate or have translators. Everybody was speaking English. We were some of the slower people, so we were kind of at the end, and it's a whole family-run place. And the cousin was the one giving all the explanations of everything, because we were towards the end. This one girl, the cousin of, she went ahead and she kind of took us on and made sure we heard everything that we were supposed to hear. She would repeat it to us and make sure we got it. And she spoke perfect English. In fact, she said she knew what she was going to do when she was in elementary. And so she worked very hard at learning English so that she could do exactly what she was doing. And she spoke English better than most of us. So that was really fun. And they gave us, took us through the whole process of making chocolate gave us a chance to taste it and a coffee farmer across the road came over also a friend and made a special coffee and they had special dances there for oh, us my. it was just we felt totally immersed in the culture mm -hmm. of el salvador and as you're driving by you see all the bad parts of el salvador so you know you're seeing the good part mm -hmm. but it still makes you feel really good in fact the bus driver as soon as we got on he says Welcome to El Salvador. We know we have a bad reputation and we're trying to recapture back what really is El Salvador. And they showed us that. And then we got back to the port. They had a full-fledged band in full-dress uniform playing music for us, like all the old, you know, you saw all these old cruise things where you saw them saying goodbye at the port and they were <laughs> bands playing and everything. That's exactly how it felt. And they played until we were starting to take off and they all waved at us. And everything. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, they, they had cameras and they were taking pictures of us while we took pictures of them. <laughs> Everybody was waving both sides. It was really fun and enjoyable. Hmm. A real party atmosphere, mm -hmm. celebration. That really cool. was. They were playing red sails in the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't too many sails on <laughs> <Did>, a <laughs> ship. <laughs> did, um, any experiences Stick out in your mind funny experiences or frightening experiences over the years? Well, I'm sure for some people it would have been frightening to go across the Pacific Ocean because uh, it takes you about four, four to five days to go across the Pacific Ocean to the Hawaiian Islands and the same coming back. And not everybody is a want to be at sea for that long. Uh, we were looking forward to it. And uh, while we were at sea, there was a huge, huge storm. And I'm sure there were some people that were uh, nervous about it. They had to close off the promenade deck so that nobody went outside. But it was really fun. We enjoyed it. We didn't get seasick and uh, you know, kind of all walked like we were drunk Everybody with their, with their legs spread. You know, it was kind of funny. But we uh, we enjoyed it. That was probably the scariest thing that ever happened. <laughs> we, we did hit one wave that basically took a 20 mile an hour ship and stopped it. Huh? We we were on it, and you know, and all of a sudden, this thing just went boom, mm. and stopped a thousand foot ship. But we really enjoyed. I'm from California. She's from Washington, and we had seen the ocean. We'd swum in it, but never been on the ocean. Mm -hmm. And this way, we went four days one way, and five days the other way. Mm. So coming back, it took longer. 
Well, I don't know. You went inland for the, for the ship. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the same distance both directions? <laughs> no comment. We have no idea. <laughs> Speaking of motion sickness, I did learn yesterday from you an interesting remedy. We did. When we were coming out of um, Vancouver, it was probably the first and almost only time that I have ever even had a slight tendency towards seasickness. And I had heard before I got on the ship that if you ever start to get seasick, that a very good thing is to eat a green apple. So when we first got on the cruise ship, I asked my steward to make sure I had a bowl of green apples in my cabin. And sure enough, that first day, um, I went ahead and took a bite of my green apple. But they have lots of other things too. People wear um, patches behind their ear. Uh, there's bonine that they can take as a pill. There are the wrist bands, pressure bands. Uh, there's just a lot of things to do. And of course, ginger. Some, some ships have ginger right outside the main dining room hmm. for you to take a little hmm. thing. My friend Chris almost always has ginger chews with him in case there's a problem. But, None of us have ever gotten seasick at all. Not even in the storm. Huh? No, not even in the storm. That one was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they also have on these ships underneath, they have wings and the wings keep it from rocking. Oh. And oh. I frankly just feel like I'm on land. I, I don't, I can look outside and see we're moving, but doesn't go anywhere. It's very comfortable. Yeah, I think the only times we've ever been seasick were not on the cruise ships, but we're on smaller boats where you feel the, the waves and things oh, much yeah. more. Yeah. I understand there's just lots of food. Things. What about that? There was all the food you could eat and then some. And I don't know why, but they had one midnight on one of the ships, they had one midnight dinner where there was just almost a whole deck full of food at midnight. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's been a while, but yeah, yeah. they did that. And they, every so often they have a chocolate buffet up on the Lido, which is kind of fun. But uh, the food is always, for us, we have never had a bad experience with the food. It's always excellent. And um, so we enjoy going to the main dining room and eating. Sometimes we'll eat up in the buffet, but we're big main dining room people. And we very rarely pay an upcharge for another restaurant on the ship because we see no need for it. The food is just excellent. Hmm. There's also like 12 different venues. Like there's a hamburger shop and there's um, an ice cream shop. And there's always, if you're on one level, you can go find two or three of them. You go up to the next level and find two or three of them. There's just, walk, it's not just in the dining room, not just up on the Lido, but there's just food everywhere. Yeah, they have, like he mentioned, the hamburgers. Uh, Guy's Burgers is on one of the ships. Oh. And um, they're just, we had dive in on our last one. Great. And uh, there's just food everywhere. Pe always pizza. Mid <laughs> so midnight pizza and we've had um, the not the stir fry the noodle bars mm. too up there but there's always something mm. and it's we don't pay anything extra for any of those like I said we rarely pay an upcharge for anything how many decks are there each ship is different 
some of them only have 12 and we like those kinds of ships but there was one that had 19. Oh. So when you have that many, the way ships are built, I'm guessing the lowest decks are the smallest and you have to, who wants to be down there? <laughs> well, in the first decks, one and two um, are the motors, the engines. Oh. Um, the crew. The crew, the places where they're washing all the clothes. I mean, that's, and then, then the next level or two are the crew and where they're sleeping. And there's around one to three. So if you've got, let's just say 2,000 people, you've got about 500 to six. To 1,000. Yeah. Yeah, workers. Workers. Everywhere you look, anytime you need anything, it's boom, it, you got it. Mm. And, <laughs> and so they're down there. But and we have stayed down low. We've we stayed, didn't mind it at all. We stayed on the second deck one time, and it was one of our best cruises. Huh. And we we always, I mentioned our first cruise was a balcony. We I think we've only had a balcony like one other time out of all our cruises. And the rest of the time we stay in inside cabins. Uh, so it's real inexpensive that way, and we don't spend a lot of time in our cabins anyway. Best part is you get rocked to sleep at nighttime. Oh. So you sleep really well. We actually have to leave our TV on the bow um, channel so that we see the sun come up and that wakes us up. Oh. Otherwise you wouldn't know what time of day or night it was. You could just keep sleeping in the in the inside cabin because there's no, no, no other light. <laughs> no other light. Yeah. Those are some interesting um, observations. What kind of Do's, don'ts, recommendations do you have for a unseasoned traveler? Follow the rules. Yeah, rules. Make, make sure you, you do know what you can bring on the ship and what you can't bring on the ship. Just be real flexible. Never take anything that doesn't seem to be the way you expected it out on a crew member. Those crew members work so, so hard and they are just such a blessing. There's really no getting around it. So you're preparing for that. You know that everything's not going to be the way you want it or that the people that you're going to meet are all be your mindset either. Having said that, when we started, you could bring a radio, my ham radio, onto the ship. And just recently, they pretty well, almost all of the lines have said no ham radios on and I bring mine. Yeah, but one of these days he's going to get caught and it's going to get taken from him and he may or may not get it back or he may get kicked off the ship <laughs> because you really do have to follow uh, the rules. And of course, if he got kicked off the ship, I would be, have so much problem with him <laughs> because that would mess up all our crews. We would have to all get off. Just put him over the side. I know. <laughs> I know. Why, why wait till here? So you, you really do want to follow the rules, but they, they're really very, very flexible. Uh, other do's and don'ts is for me would be to research. And basically, the earlier you can book your cruise, the cheaper price you will get. So knowing that, you also want to buy cruise insurance. So in case you have to cancel for some reason, you get all your money back. Oh. Hmm. So. I have friends who made the mistake of, I don't know which cruise line, but it was spring break for colleges. 
and they said that was a, a very poor choice. Do you have any other? Yeah, that is definitely a poor choice. You don't generally go during uh, spring break on a shorter cruise, meaning anywhere from three days to seven days down in the Caribbean or the Bahamas, because mm -hmm. you will get all the spring break people. And that makes it a wilder, louder crowd. From Vancouver to Seattle, they had an overnight cruise. This was on our last one, where they could come on in Vancouver and get off in Seattle. That group of people were much louder mm -hmm. because it was a short overnight type cruise. And so sure. uh, they were there enjoying themselves and doing lots of drinking. That would be another thing is I would suggest that you don't do lots of drinking because that's when, of course, people get into arguments and things. Mm -hmm. uh, no, There's no need to drink that much and it would cost a lot of money unless you bought the beverage packages and those are way too expensive. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You do get water, coffee, tea, um, iced tea yep. to drink all that you want. So there's no reason to pay anything extra. How do you prepare for a cruise? Well, if you're talking to me, <laughs> <laughs> I plan out because we dress alike on a cruise ship. There's a there's a reason for us dressing alike on a cruise ship, which is oh. when we, especially on a cruise ship, we dress alike a lot. But especially on a cruise ship, when you're looking for someone with tons of other people around, and I'm a short person, um, it's easier to know. Oh. I'm wearing burgundy today. She's wearing burgundy. I can look for someone wearing burgundy. So if you're me, you have planned ahead quite a bit. You've already planned out what outfits you're going to be wearing. It also helps, by the way, helpful hint here, for when you're looking back at your pictures and trying to figure out what day you were where because you know you wore burgundy when you were at San Diego or whatever. So you can put the pictures together better. Oh. <laughs> So I plan way ahead way of time. Ahead. Yeah. Uh, and we, we get our we book our flights as far ahead of time as we can. And you always, here's the big, 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 big helpful hint. You always go to your cruise port a day ahead of time. Hmm. It helps to uh, you have the time in case there's any problems. And on our last cruise, there could have been a big problem because uh, the East Coast was having all sorts of uh, storms. And we were going from San Francisco to Fort Lauderdale. Our flight had a stopover in Charlotte. And we looked and looked and we saw we weren't gonna make, they were push, pushing back our flight and we could see we were not going to catch our connection in Charlotte. So when we got to the airport, we said, hey, we're not gonna make our connection in Charlotte. What do we do? And they said, no problem. We're gonna go out at this time, we're gonna put you on that flight, you're gonna stop in Charlotte. We're gonna put you on the first flight out of Charlotte down to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and, and they said, we'll put you, we'll give you vouchers to go from the airport to that hotel. We'll put you up in the hotel. You'll get vouchers from the hotel back to the airport. And it worked exactly that way. We called the hotel that we had booked in Fort Lauderdale and canceled it for him said you guys have an extra night so you can book this for someone else uh, so we were out that money but it wasn't that much money and they paid for our hotel so we did we felt we figured it was a wash yeah. Oh, yeah. and so then we got down to Fort Lauderdale and took an uber over to the cruise port and always yeah, we always leave a day early and one other thing we always take our own luggage with us we don't usually 
like on a cruise like that, we keep our luggage with us. And that way it doesn't get lost, you know, three countries away. Because it's, we're holding on to, like we usually both of us use a backpack and and we put a, we put a tag though into each of our suitcases, yeah. and so they don't sit with. If we can do um, a a, uh, a carry on, um, we'll go ahead and take a carry on smaller because we don't take huge suitcases with us. Um, but if if it's going to be covered with our flight and we don't need to pay extra for the luggage, then we'll go ahead and just leave our tag in there and watch it fly with us <laughs> uh, all the way to wherever we're going. And then once you get to the port, you pass off your luggage because you already have it tagged. Make sure you already have it tagged or have um, a way to tag it when you get there. It'll get go straight to your room. You pass it off to a porter, uh, usually pay a couple of bucks a bag so that they can make sure it gets to where it needs to go. And it shows up in your cabin really nicely ready for you to go. So so you've never had a problem with luggage? No, our friends. We have not. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry put one on a flight going up to uh, Vancouver and someone walked off with her her suitcase when they got off the flight. Oh. But there was an identical one that was theirs. Exactly. Uh. So we sat there and we reported it both to Holland America uh, as well as to uh, the the hotel where we were going to be staying again staying a day early Mm -hmm. and by the so we didn't worry about it and uh, we did check on what happens and they do give you a certain budget for clothing um, until you can get some place where you buy some clothing or your clothing catches up with you Mm -hmm. Uh, but by the time we got done from walking around and getting some food it had already showed up at the hotel so we didn't have that problem nice yeah, we assumed they got to the hotel room, opened it up, and went, oh, this isn't our clothes. <laughs> Locked it back up and got it back to us. And Chris also had that same problem on a cruise they just took, uh, and the, but the luggage did show up at the last minute. By then, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line had already given him a T-shirt to wear and the whole thing, <laughs> so getting ready for his, his suitcase to show up. But we have never had that problem, us personally. Do you have a favorite cruise line? Um, yeah, preparing, you do also want to make sure that you check for any immunizations you need to have and that kind of thing. But that's rare in this day and age now. Uh, but we tend to like, as well as with a smaller cruise ship, we tend to go with Holland America. You've heard us mention them mm-hmm. a couple of times. Uh, we like their ships. We like what they do. We like their afternoon tea. Um, like their food. We love their food. <laughs> Uh, and second choice would probably be Princess for us. And they have the very best scones in the whole world. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but do they have them with tea? No. <laughs> we go into the, we go up to the Lido deck for our tea, our afternoon tea, because we can get the scones there and we make our own tea. Or one of the wonderful people, crew members, bring it to us there where we're sitting. And they are so good about doing that. There are some cruise ships that don't have our favorite tea, which is PG Tips. And if they don't have our favorite tea, we bring that along to us too. <laughs> so there's there's another tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where are you going on your next cruise? We use most of our money 
going on this last cruise. It was three weeks. It was our 50th anniversary. Uh, we looked at each other and said, let's just spend the money. And so right now we're recovering. <laughs> and um, we really haven't picked a new cruise. No, we have not. Chris and Sherry have looked at a couple for us that are both, uh, they're both in 2025. And they are both out of San Francisco, which works out really well for us. We just take Bart to uh, the, the cruise port, get on the cruise ship, the cruise ship comes back to San Francisco, get on BART and go home. So you save a quite a bit of money on flights that way. Mm -hmm. And if you have to cancel at the last minute, you have a lot less that you need to, to cancel. Also, we don't need a day ahead oh, for no. the whole reptile rooms. We'll just take BART. So where would these go from San Francisco? One of them is uh, scheduled for Hawaii. And we've done that one before, but not, um, probably not on the ship that we would be going on, I'm not sure. And, because uh, I think that one's a princess. And then the other one would be, I think it's, it's either down the coast to uh, Mexican Riviera or up to Alaska. So it's one of those two, because those are the three main cruises that would go out of San Francisco, are those. Mm. What would be your dream cruise? <laughs> Around the world. <laughs> Assuming I be, get a become, uh, you know, today somebody won a $1.5 billion. <laughs> and uh, if I had that kind of money, I would go on the 100-day around-the-world cruise. Oh. Yeah, nice. that's one of our dream things. Chris and Sherry's, too. Uh, you never know how that was, is going to work to be on a cruise ship that long. Yeah. Uh, so our experiment of being gone for almost a month worked out really well. We found that we really enjoyed it, never got bored, were not tired, didn't feel like we had to get off the cruise ship and get home. We never got homesick, so mm -hmm. Interesting. So we, we'd have to see how that would work. But uh, it would either be that or just at least going to the Mediterranean and going around the Mediterranean, seeing some things in Europe or... Or Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. or even, Either one of those are farther afield than we've been. Or even a British Isles cruise. Mm -hmm. So somewhere that we have not been. Yes. And we really don't know, but I've got a feeling our next one's going to be one that we have probably done before. <laughs> I think we've covered everything on our list of questions. Uh, what would you like to add before we go? Well, for us, the cheapest vacation there can be is on a cruise ship because it covers uh, your your food, your housing. You're not having to worry about gas because we love road trips too. But that means we have to stay in a hotel. We have to do food on the road, whatever it is. And so for us, amazingly enough, a cruise can be one of our cheapest vacations. Interesting. Yeah. Adding from the other side, I grew up going on... Um, Yes. Staying in tenting. And we have to cook your food. You have to drive your car. Um, you're sleeping on the ground. And you're still paying a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And on a cruise ship, you go up that gangplank, and that's the last time you have to think <laughs> until you go back down that. I mean, they take care of you. The food is there. Oh, my bed needs to be made. They make it again. I mean, they just, anything you need, you don't have to think. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a real vacation. 
Oh. We do love road trips, and we did used to love camping, but the ground is not so soft anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear you. Funny how that is. <laughs> so that um, makes me wonder, when you're not going to a concert or a fitness class, what do you do on the ship? What there do you are, two do? There are probably a hundred things going on at any given time. Trivia classes, origami. Yeah, they have some great craft things going on. Oh, yeah. There's always 15 things to do. I mean, and that may not be an exaggeration. It may be 20 or 25. There's always something to do. Yeah, you really have to pick and choose what you want to do, and you always feel like you're missing out on something. So there's always something to look forward to. Just there's lots of things. There's mini concerts. Like I said, there's the karaoke and... They're, they have games going on on some of the ships, like there was Clue on one of our ships, which was really fun, and you had to do find different things to figure out uh, oh, yeah. whether who who did what and came back. So that was fun because we you came back and found out if you chose right or not. So there are all sorts so, of things. So my idea, uh, you say you don't have to do anything. It's a true vacation. It's relaxing. My idea of that is sitting by the pool and reading a book. Uh, does anybody just sit and enjoy? Absolutely. There's almost anything you can do on the other side of breathing. It's, it's available <laughs> on the ship. You can eat from morning to evening. You can read a book from morning to evening. Um, there are, like I said, 15, 20 things going on at any given time. There's there are, always something to do. There are games that you can uh, play, board games that you can grab out of there. There's library to take books out for the length of time that you're going to be on the cruise ship. There's just always, always something. And for us, we love just walking the cruise ship and looking out at the ocean. <laughs> so it's just, it's we just enjoy it. It's so fun. In fact, coming back to your question, I went into the library, found a book that I I really wanted to read, and sat down, and over two or three days, I read the book. Mm-hmm. Huh. They, most oh, yeah. of them have a library. A few, of, a few ships that are aimed at the younger groups are doing away with libraries now. <laughs> but uh, for us, on the older ones, they're not doing away with the libraries, and, and we really enjoy that because you never know what you want to do it's just and there's plenty of nooks and crannies to find for um sitting and reading and peace being peaceful or having music in the background it's just it's really fun when julia was with us on a cruise and it and it was a carnival cruise um she took her book with her and she found a circular porthole place that she could sit in and read her book and absolutely loved it and looked out at the ocean at the same time. Uh, nice. So you talk about walking. Um, that way you see the view and you get some exercise. Can you walk all the way around the ship? Some of them. Uh, we were on, I don't remember the name of it, but that was the 19th floor. <laughs> and mm. we went up t- to the 19th floor and it was a little bitty thing and the ship is moving 20 miles an hour plus however fast the wind is going and it nearly blew us over and we said maybe this isn't what we're going to do on this cruise (laughs) but usually it's down about level three to seven and you do walk all the way around nice 
Yeah, it's, there's always some place to walk. You can always find a way to walk around. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we definitely enjoy doing that and just getting in a few steps. The other thing is, is that you really can lose weight on a cruise ship, which Don has done every single time we've gone on a cruise ship, because no matter where your cabin is, you're going to, you have to travel to eat. You're walking one way or the other. So you get a lot of steps and we never get in less than 12,000 steps a day huh. when we're on a cruise ship. And that's without having to go on an excursion, which a lot of times adds way more than that. Great. That's a lot. Yeah, I think my highest this last cruise was 24,000 steps in a day. She walks farther than I do, but I still lose weight. In fact, I've eaten way more than I usually eat and come home with 10 pounds down. <laughs> but that is not the norm because a lot of people do just go up and sit around the pool and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And they generally put on five pounds during a cruise. Oh, <laughs> well, interesting. Then they have to redistribute the um, cruisers <laughs> so, the tip, uh, so the boat doesn't tip over. That's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> They do have all sorts of games like that there as well. In fact, most cruise ships have um, a game room. Uh, it does cost extra for those teens to play games and stuff, but they most of them have a, you know, a game room where you can do air hockey or play a video game or whatever it is. Which brings me to, do they have Wi-Fi? You can pay extra for Wi-Fi. <laughs> we do not. The other thing that I think I've forgotten to say is that uh, most of the cruise ships have good activities designed for the kids as well and they have kid centers. So the older kids can go hang out all together and play video games without paying extra in their area. And uh, the younger ones have fun things and they do fun things with the kids. Uh, so you sign up ahead of time for it and you can drop the kids off and have a little mom and dad time away from the kids and the kids are having a blast. Our, our, my teenage nieces at the time, now they're much older than that, uh, they, one of them ended up being queen for the cruise and they, one of them did karaoke type thing in front of singing in front of the program that they put together and just a lot of fun. One time we were in a uh, on the Lido deck and they, they had brought all the younger kids on up and they sat in a certain section and did a special lunch for them. So mm. they, they do good plans. Well, the variety sounds pretty amazing. I think that somebody has to organize all that. Wow. Yeah, you, you know who that person is. They are, most of them are loudmouths that have a sense of humor and they're on the mic oh, through the ship every five or six hours. I don't know how much the cruise director actually does the planning of that, but the cruise director is who you hear most from and knows most of what's going on. Mm. And announces it. And reminding you when you're supposed to be Sweet where, if miss. you want to do such and so. Um, the captain's always really good about keeping you up with where you are on the cruise and the temperature and the weather and anything unusual, <laughs> even when we had COVID on top, on the ship. <laughs> That's what I was sitting here thinking. <laughs> he would come on at noon and say, all right, 3% of the ship is, has COVID this today. <laughs> yeah, but they did do a good job with the people who had COVID. We talked to several of them. Um, they quarantined them, but 
they they got to pick from anything on any of the menus and they brought it to them to their cabins and uh, they'd bring them special treats drinks or desserts for no good reason and then um, they even took that amount of money off of their bill and they for when they were quarantined huh. not something that a cruise has to do but they have been really good through all of this sounds great any other comments? We better. Uh, yes, they keep you informed of what you can see. So if you're up in Alaska and you're seeing whales, they will tell you that you're coming into whale territory and to keep your eye focused a certain way or dolphins or any of those kinds of, and of course, especially what you're looking at land-wise as well. They also bring naturalists on most of the lines. And if you're interested you can go to the place where the naturalist is and he will say, see, right there. And he will show you things that you never dreamed were there, mm. like whales. They yeah. do fun things too. Like when we, on the day we started through the Panama Canal, they opened up the front bow and had uh, Panama rolls and, <laughs> and orange juice and mimosas and coffee all there ready for you. And because they knew that not everybody would wanna go out and get blown away like I did, they also had the same thing up in the crow's nest, which is where Don went and enjoyed himself as we were doing. And they also had the Panama rolls. So they do fun stuff like that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your experiences about cruising the oceans of the world. Thank you for telling your story. It's a 16, 16 ship story, <laughs> but um, we have only heard bits and pieces over the years, so that's been really fun. Goodbye. <laughs> this was really fun. Thank you for allowing us to share. I totally enjoyed this. And for our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you too have a story. Be sure to live it to the fullest. Thank you for listening to Let Me Tell You a Story. Please email your comments, suggestions, and submissions to story at beckyliles.com. That's all for now. Tune in next time to enjoy a fresh assortment of stories on Let Me Tell You a Story. <laughs>